You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast in community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be. Hi guys, and welcome to the Self-Development Collective. So in this episode today, we're going to be talking about stages of grief, but not the five stages of grief, because these are different stages of grief that I found that I really wish I had known earlier that really resonated with me. So I've been doing a bit of grief work just because I have decided to create a grief community where we can get resources and actually learn ways to cope with grief, different coping skills, but also a community to talk to one another, support one another, but somewhere where we get a bit more education around grief because, you know, when I, when I, when I first lost my brother, I definitely didn't feel like there was enough support. I didn't know enough. I really had to search hard for information. And I think that's the challenge um, that you're already in a space where you have no idea what's going on. So any form of guidance would have been really, really helpful at the time. And I think that that's something that I would like to create, a space where people can go to where they feel like they can get information and get support around grief. So the reason and one of the things that I've created in this is I found these amazing stages that really resonated with me because they're exactly the stages I felt like I go through and have been through through grief. And they're not the five stages because I feel like everyone talks about the five stages of grief and people tend to go towards that because, you know, you want a bit of guidance when it comes to grief. You want a little bit of an idea on if things are going to be okay and what it's going to look like. So I do want to talk about these two processes or these two stages that I found. So the first one is called the dual process of grief. Now I came across it in a book called Living with Loss. Really great um, social worker created this book. Um, Really, really great. Love reading it. And basically it says that during, you know, after one, once we've lost someone that we love, we tend to move between these two processes. So we have a loss orientated and we have restoration orientated. And this makes sense to me because when I, especially at the beginning of grief, especially when I met, sorry, my, my husband, um, I usually would go through these stages where like I felt okay. And I felt like I was moving forward and like, you know, I felt like I was kind of sort of avoiding the grief, but also sort of being like, but I'm okay. Like I'm not feeling it right now. And then I go through these times where like, that's all I could think about where it drove my thinking, my thoughts. I felt depressed. I didn't want to move forward. And I would literally oscillate between the two. And this is what the dual process of grief is. It is this process. And when I read it, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. So If you find yourself going through these motions, this is one thing to give you a bit of guidance. And I think had I known this, I would have been like, okay, well, at the moment, obviously I'm just in that restoration sort of space and that's okay. And eventually I'll move back to the loss. And I think again, it's just normalizing those experiences. So loss orientated, what does that feel like when we're in that space? So that's when we're doing grief work, whether it's like therapy, journaling, reading, really thinking about our grief. So for me, like when I think about this, I think especially at the beginning, you know, I was journaling a lot, um, heaps. I was reading a lot on grief as well. You're thinking about the loss of your loved one. And I think that means like, I think about my brother every day, but I think it was, it's more like a, a constant all day, every day kind of vibe. That's how it was for me. A deep longing and sadness for your loved one, missing your old life, who you used to be, 
thinking of your grief experiences and memories, but also in the loss orientation, you're also in that space of letting go of relationships in a way. So something that I experienced at the beginning of my grief, I also decided to end two key relationships in my life. So one being my partner at the time who I'd been with for six years. And the second one was um, my best friend who I'd been best friends with for 20 years. And there were situations that had come up around the time of the grief where I just turned around and went, you know what? I actually don't need to put up with this anymore. I'm not this type of person that's going to allow this type of behavior in my life anymore. And so that's when I think of loss orientated, um, which apparently ending relationships after loss is quite common. That's what my therapist told me as well which was again, great to hear or interesting to hear because I suppose it just, I don't know, it just again normalizes the experience. So there are times where I go through that and that usually that loss orientation usually for me happens right before milestones, right before birthdays, right before any sort of big things. Um, I tend to, (coughs) excuse me, I tend to go through times where I'm doing a lot more of that work, especially lately, even the end of certain relationships or friendships bring up that grief. So I, you know, I'm kind of in that loss orientated mindset. And then there's other times where I'm more in that restoration orientated mindset. So that is adjusting to life with a different experience and perspective, discovering who you um, are or who you want to be after the loss of your loved one doing new things, everyday life distracts us from our grief and new relationships or adjustments of relationships. So when I think of this, I think of when I met my husband, um, once we started like seeing each other more frequently, um, that was definitely more of a restoration period for me, right? Because I was meeting his new friends. I was making all these new friends of his, I was doing new things. Um, I felt like my everyday life was distracting me. I was seeing him. I was talking to him all the time. And I was really starting to start this podcast and discover who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do with my life. Um, And I was starting to adjust to a life with that different perspective that grief brings. So like right now, I'm probably more in that restoration orientation. But a couple of days ago, I was definitely leaning towards, towards a loss orientation, just with some work that I'd done with my therapist around the loss of current friendships and stuff that I'd experienced recently. So if you feel like these are you, this is like really great to just know. And that's, I think something that really is important when it comes to grief, just knowing these things and being aware of them helps us to be able to see them as they happen. And again, helps us feel a little less crazy. And I think that's important to to know because I would go, when I was in that restoration space, I'd be like, what is going on? Like, why am I grieving? Why am I sad? Why am I doing this? But it's almost like your brain gives itself a break and it needs a break um, just because of the overwhelm that comes with grief. So oscillating or going between these two modes of loss orientation and restoration orientation, really normal. Studies have found it It's and it's labeled the dual grief process. But I like to just refer to it as stages, right? I think for me, I think I'll be going through those stage, those two stages for the rest of my life, depending on where I'm at, what I'm doing again, milestones and things that come up. Now, the second stages of grief that I wanted to bring forward to you that I found um, has four stages. Now, I'm so sorry. I actually have gone blank on the name of it because I don't think I wrote it in here because I kind of adjusted it and made it a bit more um, based on what I learned, a bit more um, user-friendly. So there's four stages um, in this particular one. And the first one is shock and numbness. So we feel overwhelmed, numb, and shut down. The second stage is yearning and searching. So we yearn and look for our loved one to feel the emptiness created by their loss. We feel big emotions like sadness, anger, anxiety, and confusion. 
Then we move into disorganization and despair. We begin recognizing the daily reality of the loss. We might feel apathy, anger, despair, and hopelessness. We may withdraw and disengage from others and activities we usually enjoy. And then the fourth stage is reorganization. So we begin to create a new normal and try to integrate the loss. We search for a new identity, one that includes our grief and our loved one in this way. So these are four stages that I really like as well because I resonated with them and I don't know about you, but these are definitely stages that I felt and feel as I'm going through experiences. And again, back to that milestones, anniversaries, things that happen, I tend to go through those those stages and then have to reorganize again as I'm going. And so that's why I like these stages of grief. And just a reminder, these stages are not things like we can go through all these stages in a day. Like there's no, there's no way that like these stages will be like sequential and end at some point and beginning at some point. We can fill these stages in days, in months, in years. And I think for me, these are definitely resonate with me again, right before big milestones, right before any sort of inner work that I've done. Sometimes too, it might come while I'm in that loss orientation, I might go through these stages. And then when I get to the restoration, I'm in that reorganization phase. So that for me, just knowing these things has been really helpful in my loss. Cause now I understand as I'm going through them, that these are stages or experiences that I'm going through in grief. And I think it's always helpful to get a bit of direction and to have an idea and see where we're going um, or where we're headed or what might come next. And if it does come up, you can acknowledge it and be aware of it. And that's something that I really, really liked. Um, And again, these four stages for me, I really preferred them over the five stages just because I felt like Instead of acceptance, I liked reorganization. I prefer that term. Um, instead of acceptance, I prefer the term integration. I like that idea that we're reorganizing who we are around our grief, around what we've learned, around who we are, around what our loved one has taught us in their lifetime and the time that we've had together. And also reorganizing our relationship with them based on how this is going to shift now that they're not here in the physical. And again, that's a very personal thing. There's no right or wrong with that. But I love these stages and I feel like they just really resonated with me, both the stages and the processes, the loss orientation and the restoration orientation. So I'm going to share a link below for a free grief journal that I have. And the grief journal has the stages of grief, but it doesn't have the dual process of grief. But I mentioned this in the journal because I think it's really important to be able to see these stages and be able to relate to them and again, normalize the experience that comes with grief. And I really, really love these, especially you know, the disorganization and despair and the reorganization, they just really resonated with me because I feel like I go through that so much, especially the withdrawing and disengaging. And I used to like, especially there was a probably a couple of months ago where I went through a massive moment of that disorganization and despair. And I think knowing that it's part of a process and it's something that I have to go through from time to time, it just puts the pressure off to feel like I need to fix it and allows me to just go with it, knowing that it's part of a process for me that I have experienced before. So keeping in mind that every experience in grief is different and take what resonates, leave what doesn't. But I hope that these stages and this process that we've spoken about gives you a bit of 
guidance, gentle guidance into what your grief might look like. Um, it also might resonate with what your grief has looked like, which is what I found when I found these stages. And I wish that I had seen them earlier because I was just so focused on those five stages and especially that stage of acceptance, which to me, yeah, I struggled with, um, the, the term acceptance, um, until I really had to get my head around what that looked like for me. And I, I share an episode on that too, which I will add um, somewhere along the top of the YouTube video here. But thank you so much for listening. I hope that something in this episode resonated with you. And as I say, a hundred times in every episode, so important, leave what re- uh, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. But thank you so much for listening. And I'm sending you my love and thoughts on your grief journey. You're now listening to the Self-Development Collective, a podcast and community full of inner work and self-development ideas to help us get unstuck and become the person we truly want to be. 